Nintendo Cartridge Society presents NCS Classic Edition Donkey Kong Country 2 Diddy's Kong Quest Part 4 Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, joined as always by my co-host Mark Mitchell. Mark, how are you? Pretty good. How's it going, Patrick? It's going great. Let's talk about Donkey Kong Country <laughs> 2. So look, we had uh, a bit of a, a, a revelation, I think, while we were playing this today, that like the fewer conversations that we make ourselves have about it, the better. Right? I think so. We're not loving this game. We're not loving this game. So we made it through Crazy Kremland and Gloomy Gulch. Yep. And I think we had an easier time playing these than Kremquay. Would you say that's true? Yes. I, I, I think I think we probably even liked it more. And yeah, it wasn't as arduous as getting through that. World 3 was really tough on us. And Worlds 4 and 5... Are it's still no picnic, but like overall, maybe a less stressful experience. I don't know. I don't know what made it less stressful this time. So I, I well, I think part of it is that we had taken a break between great playing Kremkoy mm-hmm. and uh, booting it up again. But I guess my question is, we've probably it probably took us about um, an hour and forty five minutes on average for each world. Sure, which is not a crazy unreasonable amount of time i don't think um and donkey kong country 2 has i think is the m- most well regarded of these original three rare donkey kong country games sure yeah so i think that's right i guess my question is why do we kind of hate this game uh i mean it's a good question i'm i'm developing a little bit of a theory here where i think that for as much as this is a sequel to Donkey Kong Country, it is in some ways a stealth sequel to Battletoads because the game has a lot of qualities of Battletoads, including the over-reliance on, like, 90s cool characters, right? Um, So that's one thing. The second is uh, these levels that require memorization. Um, or that are like fast moving kind of like side scrolly things or there there's this like up and down vertical level where you're descending a lot like that second battletoads level and uh when we started fighting the the last boss which is creepy crow um who is a ghost vulture uh diddy and dixie their eyes bulge out of their heads and their jaws drop to the floor like the battletoads do at the beginning of all of their boss fights I think this game is secretly a Battletoads game without the Battletoads characters. And that's bad news. That's bad news, yeah. Uh yeah, my the I don't have a problem with difficult games. I think what I am finding frustrating with this game is like what you were saying where there's nothing that is it's just rote memorization. So yeah. let's take like the gusty Gusty Glade. Gusty Glade is an example. Right. So So, this is maybe the second or third level in Gusty Gloomy Gulch. In Gloomy Gulch. So Mm -hmm. you're running through it and the wind shifts and the way that the wind shifts determines, you know, like if you have to push against it to move Mm -hmm. forward or if you can let it carry you, um, depending on which way the wind is blowing or gusting. And that's all well and good. (laughs) 
except there's no rhyme or reason to when it changes direction, except you just have to learn it. Where it's well, just like, yeah. oh, you hit a point and now it um, will is going to fling me this way. Oh, I'm dead. Well, now I know that when I hit this point, it's not like I don't think you could make it through this level on your first try. On your first try. Yeah. And I think there are a lot of there are a lot of levels like that in, in these in these two worlds and in the rest of the game where it's just like everything, <clears throat> every turn that you encounter there's no way to anticipate it. You just have to experience it, fail, and go again. Um, while we were playing, I was thinking about how ridiculous it is that there are lives in this game. There shouldn't be lives. Like, there's no reason that you should have to collect those things. It should just be an infinitely forgiving, not forgiving, like you can still make mistakes, but like to kick you back out for failing. Like, the whole game is about failing over and over again. Yeah. And yeah. But I think that's bad design. Yeah, yes. I think yeah. it, I my personal opinion is that a game where you don't stand a chance to complete a level unless you have memorized memorized it, it is that I think that's bad design. See, I think there's a way that that can be good design. Like um Super Meat Boy is that way, right? Where like you are des- it is it intends for you to fail over and over again and Meat Boy compensates for it by having small levels. Um, and uh, instant respawn, so there's like literally no downtime between when you fail and when you try again. Um, and I think that would go a long way. If if we fell off a cliff and then like immediately we're back at like the last checkpoint and the game were more generous with checkpoints, I, I think it w- I think it would be a lot better. Um, and also if there were no like lives where you had to go back to the first world and farm, which by the way we did again. We did that again. We went back to the first level, got 40 lives <laughs> even. Um, and it's still like, you know, we're down to like 11 lives or something now. Um, the game just eats those things. So one thing that I did enjoy, even though the levels could be frustrating, I think my favorite ones have been the roller coaster levels. Yeah. Where you ride on this skull, I guess it is. Of it's maybe a, a chipmunk or beefer or something. Yeah. Let, well, let, let's talk a, b- a little bit about how um, that crazy Kremland is structured. Oh, yeah. It, the, the other thing that bugs me, that, that's a great idea, because the other thing that bugs me about this game is it has these themes for these worlds mm-hmm. that mean absolutely nothing. Yeah. Like, it's crazy Kremland, but also, here's a bunch of beehive levels. Yeah, so, and I mean, not just that, but the beehive levels weren't even, we've played a beehive level in the the next level after that in uh gusty gulch or whatever gloomy gulch yeah um so when you approach crazy kremland um you go into one one world right and that is where you do your first bee thing and you go through the beehive whatever whatever uh and then you're in the amusement park itself and then you get some amusement park levels and then you like exit and you're like back in with the bees i don't i don't know i don't know what's going on like who, where, what's that through line where it's like bees are uh, bees go with the amusement park and then also hey here's a bee level in gloomy gulch for some reason right and gloomy gulch is supposed to be like a or it, it gives the appearance of like a haunted house kind of level like the the haunted world right um and the very first level in there there are like little ghost ropes but that's the only like difference yeah Otherwise, it's the same handful of enemies that you see everywhere else, including in the beehives. That's the other. It, it, um, 
I guess like it it is bothering me from a design perspective that every world and every level is pretty much the same handful of enemies, the same, mm-hmm. even though they don't, even if they don't thematically make sense. Well, and I think that a lot of these enemies are so like they they have they state such a strong visual theme that it becomes more it becomes more of a problem, right? Like we we were talking about how you'll see that in Mario too, that like you'll go to an ice world and you'll still see Goombas, right? Or you'll still see Koopas. Um, but like those are so nonspecific to a single area. But when you see, you know, we were in the beehive and we saw that like big trench coated Kremlin who like throws the hook at you and you're like, you're a nautical guy. You belong on the ship. Like porcupines. Yeah. What are you doing in here? What are porcupines doing in a beehive? Also, let's talk about the beehive, because you and I had a lot of strong reactions to this thing. Hey, uh, every time I see, see that level, like, I hate it, <laughs> because those levels suck. Let's describe them, okay? All right. Uh, so you're, you are inside a beehive, which means the background is always like a hexagonal... Uh, kind of, uh, like know, honeycomb. Honeycomb, yes. Um, and in some of the hexagons are uh, like little bees that are like looking out at you. It takes a second to realize that they're a part of the background and not an enemy that you should be avoiding. Which is, we've discussed before, a problem with this entire game. Yep. Uh, like, there's um, honeycombs that are, like, full. Yeah, and they're, you like, think f- that might solid be, like, gray. something that you have yeah. to uh, avoid. Nope. Nope. It's just part of the background. Part of the background. There's disgusting larvae. They're, like, pulsating. It's so gross. Look. Mark and I have pretty solid stomachs, right? Yeah. Like, we can, we can deal with some gross stuff. But this, this is too gross. And I don't think it's part of, like, I, I, I almost don't feel like it's intentional. Yes, that's absolutely right. Because it's not, like, part of a joke or anything. It just feels, again, just, like, not self-aware, kind of poorly yeah. designed. Yeah, and it's, it's a bad, um, like, application of the rare design aesthetic, which is just supposed to be, like, cutesy, cutesy, cutesy. That, like, that's all the game is, right? Is cutesy, cutesy, and then some kind of, like, 90s rad uh, aesthetics stapled on top of it. But not also, like, a Ren and Stimpy gross-out. If that's what the game was, then, like, great. I would be all for it, but, like, uh, it's just... It's unsettling. And then on top of that, these levels have a, like, filter on, like, the front of them where like honey is kind of dripping down, which two two conclusions that we can draw from this: one, either the camera has like honey on it, uh, or two, that we're like peering through the wall of the hive, which has honey dripping down through it. But either way, it's confusing. Um, and then uh, the the levels themselves are uh, kind of annoying in that they always feature this like the sticky honey that you can either use to climb vertically or that you get stuck in if you're trying to um, just walk across. So, you know, it takes away your abilities of traversal, which is like all the game is. Um, yeah, those levels suck. Yeah, no good. No good. But I do really like the roller coaster levels. Yes, sorry, yes. Let's get back to the roller coaster levels. Then. Yeah, I think those are fun. And um, they take the minecart levels from Donkey Kong Country mm-hmm. and kind of change them up in interesting ways. Like the first one, you can jump, uh, you jump out of the roller coaster car 
instead of the roller coaster car jumping with you. Yep. And there's another one later where like a ghost is chasing you mm-hmm. and you have to get um, barrels that either increase the amount of time you have or decrease the amount of time you have. Right, until the ghost catches you, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like that the ghost can't go through these like saloon doors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, and like the the attention to detail on a lot of those things is really cool. Like when you go through those uh those doors, um Dixie or Diddy like hold their hat down. And when you are uh going over a hill on the roller coaster levels, like Diddy puts his hands up. Yeah. Like he's riding a ride. Yeah, it's it it's it's super cute. So uh, those are fun and those do require I mean it's just like any of the minecart levels, those do require memorization. Mm-hmm. But uh because they're faster paced and you can get further every time you hit uh the checkpoint. Like you hit the halfway point. Yeah. And it actually feels like halfway. Yeah, yeah. Um and so I like so those, I think, have been my favorite levels. Yeah. Those I, have been the most mm-hmm. fun. Like, even though we have to repeat it in order to uh, beat the level, it's the most fun I have doing that. Well, so I think there is there's something to that sort of um, rote memorization when the action is coming really fast like that, that it is like a test of reflexes. And, you know, all you're really doing is, like, jumping at the right time, right? You're not really doing anything else. And the rest of the levels are, like, slower and more plotting and, like, your opportunities for failing um, for not just having, like, quick enough reflexes are a lot higher. So, like, there's one level in um, the Crazy Kremland, which is uh, called Bramble Scramble, um, which you... It, you get a hold of a bird and the bird has to like fly you through no is it even a bird i don't even remember it's the the whole thing is just like uh the the vines and spikes and there's very little room for error and it just it's a lot of like grad yes you do fly with the bird because there's a lot of just like gradually tapping a to not fly too high not fly too low um and so you have to do it over and over again as to not fail, but it's not the same sort of just like test of reflexes. And there's a similar one, parach- Parrot Shoot Panic. Oh, man. Except instead of controlling the bird to fly, it just always like is descending slowly. Mm-hmm. And that's in a beehive for some reason. Right. Yeah, and it's not... It's, there are a couple uh, instances here of them re- clearly reusing assets um, that start to feel like... They start to feel bad. They start to feel crappy. Um, so, like, in this bee one, why, why don't you have a bee friend or, like, some kind of insect friend that, like, helps carry you down? Um, why, is it, why is it the same bird, but a diff- he's a different color, but he's the same bird, and he has fewer abilities? And similarly, this last boss that we fought, the Creepy Crow, is just, like, a, a color swap uh, of like the vulture characters that that you fought a bunch of times before. I don't know. It it, it seems like weird corner cutting that uh, I don't know. Just ma- makes the experience later in the game here feel sort of cheap. And I think that goes along with our like complaints about the enemy variety, where we're like, what are these guys doing here? They don't make any sense in uh, the gloomy gulch or in a beehive or whatever. Yeah, and. I, and I kind of just hate the enemy design in general. Sure. Like, what's with the 
haunted shirt. Yeah, that What's throws the boxes deal at with you. The haunted shirt. Yeah, like what is that? Why is know. that a thing? It How does that it thematically tie into any? I mean, maybe it's a haunted pirate shirt. Like, like why? a puffy shirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we could do this whole thing like an episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> Uh, what? Uh, okay, we've enjoyed the roller coaster levels, mm-hmm. right? Um, what else has been fun? I was uh, there. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm genuinely trying to think. <laughs> yeah, genu- genuinely trying to think of what what we enjoy playing here. There are a couple levels where you become the animal. Um, yeah, but I don't like those. They're not super great. <laughs> like the spider one? Um, yeah, well, you don't really like the spider levels. You don't like making your own platforms. Nope. Kind of hate that. Uh, there was Rambi Rumble, and you don't get Rambi until about halfway through. This, by the way, was another B level. How many B levels did we play? Like four? Mm, let me, one, Hornet two. Hole. In- including the boss. One, two, three, four. 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 Yeah. Um, it's too much. Yeah. And actually, that's, that's, let's talk about the, this other boss. Um, n- not the, uh, the creepy crow, but the... Zing Zing. King Zing Sting. King Zing Sting. So it's a big B mm-hmm. that you can, you have to, hit, <clears throat> excuse me, you have to hit on its stinger or mm-hmm. like its butt area. And again, this goes back to the weird hitboxes that everything in this game has Mm -hmm. where you're like can i land on this platform is this thing going to hit me it feels ill-defined yes um so you have to hit it on its butt slash stinger and then after you do that twice it shoots um stingers out in like eight directions Mm -hmm. that you have to avoid it does that three times and it speeds up repeat three times Mm -hmm. um and it's First of all, took us a while to be like, what do you do here? <laughs> well, you're playing as the bird. Right. Um, which is already kind of a, maybe a first for Donkey Kong Country games, play or fight a boss as uh, one of your animal friends. Um, but yeah, and it's just, it's, it's hard to like hit him there. And like the, the way that the bird spits eggs I thought they were nuts at first. I thought they were nuts for a long They're time. They're very clearly eggs, though. <laughs> They're, like, round and speckled. Anyway, um, that they like, sort of, like, arc, so you have to get under him and spit them up. I don't know. Well, then after you do that, yeah. he turns into just a regular-sized bee and has four bees floating around him, and you have to hit those four bees. Uh, but if you don't do it, in time, let's say you hit like three of them, but are having difficulty hitting that last one, then they all respawn. And then after you get rid of those four bees, you have to just hit him a number of times while he's coming at you. That last little bit of having to just hit him a couple of times, that's busy work, And he's right? alternating between red and yellow, mm-hmm. so you can't hit him all of the times. Um, yeah, that boss sucked. The, uh, the boss, I actually, even though I handed it over to you to finish, right? Um, I didn't hate... The Creepy Crow. Creepy Crow was almost more like a level boss, right? Like, that there was a little bit of um, platforming involved, and, like, you have to chase him up the, the 
creepy crow's nest or it, whatever. It remade it reminded me of like the bosses that we see in Donkey Kong Country Returns and Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Yeah. Where there's like a little bit more to them. And uh like the owl one specifically. Do you yeah. remember the owl one from yeah, Tropical Freeze? Where it like shoots the feathers at you and everything and you have yeah. to like avoid those. Like th- it reminded me a lot of that mm-hmm. in a good way. So this boss I didn't hate. Yeah. Which is uh, maybe about as generous as, as we're going to get on any part of this game is like, oh, I didn't hate this. Um, the music. I feel like there are fewer pieces of music in this than, I mean, ma- maybe this is just like Super Nintendo standard now that I'm thinking about it. But like the, uh, the world map music, the that like do, da, 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 do, do, da, do, is feeling very repetitive to me. While we're playing, and that could just be because we're dying over and over again. I think it's because we're irritated. Yeah, I, I really do because uh, Donkey Kong Country doesn't have the most variety either, right? Um, but I have fonder memories of it. Whereas this game, I spend a lot of it irritated. Yeah, and so I think hearing the music is—I love Sticker Brush Symphony. Yeah, but it's... I would rather die than play a level that it's playing in. Do you know what I mean? I do. I do. I've been playing most of those levels. <laughs> and man, they're nightmarish. Uh, also, we've said that a couple times as we've been playing. That like, oh, this is a nightmare. <laughs> this is a, a waking nightmare. I can't believe we're still playing this game. I just find it so interesting that this game is super well regarded. Yeah, me too. And I, I mean, honestly... I think it it may be a just you know piece of uh of its time, right? Um and I would be willing to believe that if I went into original Donkey Kong Country like totally fresh now ha- having like never played it that I would feel pretty much the same about it too. But then I don't I don't understand uh like I would like to play then Donkey Kong Country 3 and see what makes it different that makes it worse than this game you know what i mean because that that's how that's how people view these things that like one is good this is the accepted narrative and we're challenging it right now that one was good two perfected it and three messed was it like all a up. step down yeah because i don't know if three is considered to be like a bad game is it i think it is oh, okay i mean i think i think there's a lot in common between the Donkey Kong Country trilogy and the Godfather trilogy. <laughs> that one is a solid film or game that establishes what it is, two perfects it, and then three is a failure. You want to just watch Godfather instead? <laughs> kind of. I mean, I am legitimately dreading um, playing again. Yeah, because I'm not in. I'm not really enjoying it. Right. Yeah. I mean, likewise, when it's a relief to hand the controller off to you. <laughs> Even though I know I'm, like, inflicting suffering on my friend. <laughs> oh, this, so this is an interesting thing, too. Um, we are playing on the Wii U, and we are playing with the Wii U Pro Controller for the most part. Uh, but we're finding some weird lag issues, and I don't know if that's because the thing is low on battery or what maybe it's but i don't i don't know what's happening but we switched over to the um wii u gamepad and all of that lag has disappeared 
And I think both of those controllers, I actually like the gamepad better. Me too. Than the uh, pro controller. The um, playing the pro controller like a SNES mm-hmm. game where you are using the D-pad and then the four face buttons yeah. is very uncomfortable. Yeah. Because you're like holding it in a weird way, like down on the um yeah grips. exactly yeah uh and so it feels much more natural to be doing it on the gamepad yeah and i found you uh we b- both have i think been looking down at the screen on the gamepad too i think that's just for me anyways it's like because i'm concentrating yeah it feels like to have it closer feels more precise or something yeah i don't know i, I mean i felt the same way when i was playing uh snake pass that it was easier for me to play snake pass in handheld mode just because i was like closer to the snake i don't know <laughs> yeah no totally uh but also i think there's something to the fact that we're playing it on a fairly large tv yeah and the game looks terrible blown up to yes. that those yes. uh that resolution and that those dimensions and so playing it on the smaller um uh game yeah, pad. smaller screen with the yeah, lo- lower resolution like it's... makes it look better mm-hmm. but this is not a game that has aged well no absolutely visually yeah. uh, i mean or vi- i guess in any regard really visually or like the way that the uh, graphic design of it and the game design and the repetitive music yeah i mean it's possible that the game has just straight not aged well um it's also possible that you and I are curmudgeons and we uh, don't like things. Yeah, I think that's totally possible. I, I think that's the, the thesis statement of Nintendo Cartridge Society. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we are kind of nearing the end. I, here's what I want to say. And I, don't, I hope this doesn't turn into a Legend of Zelda seven temples versus nine temples situation. But I think the next episode is going to be our last Donkey Kong Country 2 episode. I think so, too. Um, so should we just go ahead and say, like, for the next episode in two weeks, beat this game, put it to bed, let it out of your life, yeah, and then come back and listen to us complain about it a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll move on to something different. I mean, this was supposed to be the game that we liked. Was it? it, it I think so. I, think I mean, the last one we did was Zelda. So Right, right. Oh, that's true. But I, I feel like we went into this with the expectation that we would like it. We did not go into this with the expectation that we were going to uh, dread it this much. Right. Okay. So here's, here's, here's what we have covered so far on, on NCS Classic. We've, uh, we started with Metroid uh, Other M. Other M, a game that we were pretty sure we were going to hate and hated it. Then the original Legend of Zelda, a game we were pretty sure we were going to love and loved it. And then this is a game that we were pretty sure that we were going to love and we hated it. So now we just need one that we're pretty sure we're going to hate that we end up loving. So we'd love suggestions. We would love suggestions. What are games that you think that we think (laughs) we're going to hate, but in reality, you think that we're going to love it? I hope that's not too specific of a request. In the meantime, get to beating Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Conquest, and we will see you in two weeks.
That's a creative podcast network.